Hello, Wolves fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fancast Pre-Match. It's your host, Little Dan. I'm here with uh, Richard Stearman this week, um, 2008-2009 Championship um, member of the team of the season, Wolves player of the season from the 2014-15 season, opening the scoring with uh, the first goal in our famous winner, Anfield. And everyone knows he come from Wolverhampton, but luckily for him, he didn't get the accent. How you doing, Rich? <laughs> Very good, mate. Very good. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been a while coming, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, delighted to be with you. It only it only seems like yesterday you were pulling on the old goal. It's been a good four or five years now, is it? Yeah, it's something like that. It's been a, it's been a while, but it, like you say, it feels like it feels like yesterday. Obviously, spent the majority of my career at, uh, career at Wolverhampton, so uh, very happy memories there. And obviously, I still keep. Uh, Keep an eye on everything that's going on, and and you know, wish them for the future. So yes, quickly um, getting through. Obviously, Wolves um, suffered a three-two defeat at home to West Ham on Monday, um, missing a, a massive number of key players, not just on Monday throughout the season. But what have you made so f- of, of Wolves so far this season and the game from Monday? Uh, it's, it's probably been a little bit frustrating, hasn't it? I mean, the the horrid look they've had with injuries etc um you know as there's a lot of teams but it seems to have hit walls quite hard as has really been desperate to the season i think you know most fans looking for sort of top half sort of finish pushing for europa spots again and it's just not quite happened that way and and you know to to lose another few players right before the game the other day is, is a devastating blow and it, it obviously resulted in you know another loss so um, hopefully we can get get as many back out there as soon as possible. So I think sort of quickly looking back on on the game on Monday, some sort of um, look, looking back over the last couple of seasons, quite uncharacteristic goals that sort of Wolves conceded. Um, obviously, you've been deep into the sort of the the pandemic football that we're in now. How, how difficult is it for teams to sort of be organised as much as they can be nowadays with COVID testing and players coming back from international duty with issues and whatnot how difficult have you found it yeah it's a bit of a minefield really um you know it's it's great that that players are joining up with their countries it, it obviously means that they're playing well it's a bit of a double-edged sword you you want your players to do well enough to get selected and then pray that they come back safe and sound and unfortunately um you know we lost wolves lost a couple or, or certainly Matinho from um from his international duty uh, regarding sort of the COVID stuff. Yeah, we've, we've just kind of got to get on with it. We get tested a couple of times a week and um, you know, although the tests aren't are probably as accurate as, as you know, they could be, it does pick up um, the old case here and there and, and losing body as well right before the game was a, was a big, big blow and, and, you know, looking forward to the game, I think he'll be a mass miss. Uh, I'm certainly up against an info uh, Mitrovic. Yeah, obviously Alexander Mitrovic um, always been a, a handful as a, as, a, as a target man wherever he's, he's been, similar to Mikel Antonio for West Ham on Monday night. That was quite a, um, a bit of a blessing when he went off injured because it could have got even worse for Wolves at um, 3-0 with, with him. You've played sort of numerous positions for Wolves, um, predominantly um, centre-back, but you did have a, a spell playing right-back for Wolves. How difficult is it sort of not having a an eleven that's consistent 
at this at Premier League level, and obviously we've had sort of Wolves in the last couple of seasons being predominantly a back five. Nuno's fleeted between the back five and a back four. Is that is that one of the, the reasons why Wolves have maybe struggled more defensively this season? Do you think? I think possibly in in seasons gone by, Wolves have been um, very set in the players' personnel and the system they've been playing. And due to sort of players coming and going or injury or or whatever it be, uh, Nuno's not had sort of that basis to, to play from. Um, and, and that's been sort of the foundations of Wolves' success over recent seasons uh, has been in the defence and how organised they are. And it can be tough. And changes... Uh, when the system changes, footballers are, are you know they're versatile players, but you know you want to be you want to be set in a position with a partner with a with a unit. Um, you know, most weeks, and unfortunately for Nuno, that hasn't been the case. Um, obviously, Wolves um, away to Fulham on Friday night. One of your, one of your former clubs. Um, have you have you have you have you thought Fulham have fared this season? Um, obviously, coming up from the championship, they started quite terribly, but they seem to have kicked into gear recently. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly making a better fist of it than the last time they came up. Um, I think they've maybe learned a little bit from, from that time. Um, Scott Parker, the manager, I was fortunate enough to play with him at Fulham, um, an incredible uh, professional and guy. And, and, you know, I'm happy for him that he's brought some success to the club. I think... Yeah, you're right. At the start of the season, they struggled and he had to make some bold decisions. And I think you've seen, um, you know, those decisions come into fruition. And, and they had, up until the last three games where they've lost three on the spin, they, they put together a decent run of games and it sort of dragged them back into, you know, the possibility of jumping out of the relegation zone. So they'll they'll be pretty high on confidence going into to the next run of games and you know Wolves will be it'll be a tough game it'll be a tough game for Wolves certainly from a sort of with a sensible head are Wolves safe this season I think so I think you know they've only won one in the last five or six um picking up a couple of draws as well that sort of form should see Wolves sort of fall over the line a little bit but I mean that's not really what the Wolves fans want to hear and see the team sort of push on to as close to mid-table as they can pick up some points gain a little bit of momentum going into uh, going into the summer and, and sort of be able to look forward to next season um, I mean yeah get safe and, and put survival to bed and then sort of look look, look upwards but the that is to start picking up some right um what's your sort of feelings in regards to fulham do you think they can sort of stab if, if they win if they beat wolves on friday they're only six points behind wolves they've obviously got momentum now do you feel it's up it's between fulham newcastle west brom for those last two relegation plays i think sheffield united are pretty much gone unless there's some sort of miracle isn't it i think so i think you're right I... West Brom obviously had a, a very good result today. Um, it's given them a slight bit more hope, but um, for me, it's probably out of Fulham and, and Newcastle for that last spot. Um, 
I think they play each other on the final game of the season, and I think that could be a massive uh, sort of you know who, whoever wins stays up situations. So um, yeah, they'll be looking to pick up as many points as they can. They've got that game on the back burner to to sort of have a real good vote uh, on the final day of the season. Um, I, don't, I don't think they catch Wolves. I think Wolves will, will probably, like I say, stumble over the line, but quite comfortably. Um, that's my hope anyway. So, um, yeah, it's obviously a, it's a good game for both teams um, to sort of either jump out of the relegation zone or, or shoot yourself back at the table. So that's what I'm certainly looking forward to anyway. Obviously, um, looking back to sort of the 2014-2015 season, our first... Um time back in the Championship after we got promoted from League One. You you were player of the season that season, which is obviously a nice little achievement to have in, in the in the sort of the uh, the archives look back on one day. Because you're only 33, I'm 34 now, so you, you've still got plenty of time left in, in, in the career for you, for something to nice to look back on. You, you joined Fulham in, in that summer, and then um, midway sort of through that season, you get the call to, to come back towards. What was your sort of feelings at the time on that? Yeah, obviously, um, leaving leaving Wolves was was a big gut wrench. It wasn't something I was looking on looking at doing. To be honest, um, things sort of transpired, and I I ended up at Fulham, um, and you know, a very very good club, a very classy club. Um, things didn't quite work out for me there, and yeah, the following season, sort of close to close close to the deadline in the summer. Uh, summer window, yeah, get the call that Wolves are looking for a centre-half. Would I be interested in going back? And, um, you know, I was, I was gobsmacked. I really dropped the phone. I was like, yes. I was on the phone to my agent, do whatever you can, get it done. Uh, whatever it takes, whatever I've got to sacrifice, I'm not I'm not interested. I just want to get back and, and play for Wolves. And um, it was uh, uh, quite an emotional time for myself and my, and my wife. We were, you know, jumping for joy that that was a possibility and luckily it, it sort of came to fruition and I got another another season in the old gold and um, yeah, something I, I really cherish and, and I'm thankful for. Yeah, it was great to have you back at that time. Um, was it the orange chips that was uh, a positive for you to come back to Wolverhampton or was it you just weren't really keen on the quiche down in, in West London? <laughs> Well, ultimately, I wanted to play games, and who better to play games for than than, than Wolves? Um, like I said, it didn't it didn't quite work out for me. At, at, in the um, I had several managers who they wanted different personnel. It just is the way football works. Um, so yeah, the chance to come to come back home almost it was it was too to turn down. It was something that um, I was desperate to do, and thankfully it it sort of came to fruition. So now, um, when you actually came back up for the the second time, I think you did you did you did have a couple of spells where you actually captained the side. What was the feeling of that, captain in your hometown club? Yeah, dream come true stuff. Really, I've been fortunate in that I've I probably managed to wear the armband for every team I've I've played for, but um, to do it for for Wolves was a massive honour. And all those or club captain just to just to be able to lead the team out. Um it was like I say a big a big thing for me. Um I sort of I sort of play the game as if as if I'm always the captain without actually wearing the armband often. But um you know to have that honor uh, was a 
was a big thing for myself and my family and, and something yeah uh, I'll certainly certainly cherish so obviously got just a, a, a you weren't sort of the a Steve Ball goal scorer type for Wolves tally wise you have got some special goals in within your Wolves career the one one of the the one that obviously stands out for the majority of the people is the scoring the opening goal at Anfield in the FA Cup win under Paul Lambert do you, how much do you remember of that day or was it still a bit of a blur uh, no, finally, no. I remember. I remember quite a lot of it. You ask footballers to uh, remember games they played in, and most of them are are a bit of a blur until you're sort of reminded about what what happens in the game. But that one in particular, um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember the build up. I remember, um, you know, the warm up. I remember obviously the goal um, hanging on in the game. It was it was um, strange, really, but it sort. Of, imprinted in mind about um, everything that sort of happened i can still see the ball coming in uh held a swinging in a, a beautiful free kick to the back post and i'm sort of all alone uh, my eyes light up and, and bangs in the opposite corner and i'm wheeling off thinking i'm alan shearer and and at the cop end so um yeah it's it's certainly one of the highlights of my my career uh, certainly in my, my time at walls but you know overall to to be able to say I scored at, at Anfield at the cop and fucking wearing old guy was um, yeah it was a it was a dream come true. I think without sort of um, downplaying it, when you when you go to teams like Liverpool and the FA Cup from in a Championship side, you subconsciously know, subconsciously know that you have to raise your game on that day. You've got young Harry Burgoyne behind you that day. Did. Was how much pressure was it to have a, a sort of a youngster coming in for that game? Harry, Harry played fantastically well, as I remember. Um, we had we had full confidence in him. It wasn't really an issue. We we knew um, all of us were going to have to play close to our best. Uh, Liverpool had to have a bit of an off day. We we were going to have to have a little bit of luck. That's kind of how. Um, FA Cup giant killings go. You, you you need all those sort of ingredients to to be successful, and, and luckily, it all sort of came together that day. Uh, Paul Lambert set us up in a certain way. We had the players that um, could play on the counter attack. We defended uh, defended really well. Harry made a couple of good saves, and yeah, we we must have found the back of the net early, which was key. Hang on, hang on to it, and then get a second goal, and it's it's like wow, we could we could really pull off something something special, and and we did. We saw it out. I think they scored quite quite near the end, and and yeah, it was uh, it was a really great memories for myself. Great memories. It was something that I I was really keen on doing. Coming back to Wolves, I wanted to not only play, obviously, but I wanted to score. I wanted to feel, um, you know, what it was like to score in the old gold again, and and. Be no better place to do it than than at Anfield. Yeah, there was. I did have a look back through some of your goals earlier. The you only got one Premier League goal for Wolves, which was against Hull, I believe. Do you remember? Do you remember much of that? That's right. Yeah, I do. I remember the finish. Um, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't get any more in the Premier League. But it's uh, it's a nice club to be a part of, a Premier League goal scorer. So it's it's certainly one that I'll hold dear. Uh, and that I remind people of uh, quite often. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to have to have managed to score in the Premier League, albeit only the one. So, 
let me just quickly um, put you on the spot here. Obviously, going back to the game on Friday night, Fulham, Wolves, what's your score prediction for that? Well, I think it, it, I'm going to sit on the fence because I think it'll be four, but um, I think it's dependent on how Wolves deal with Mitrovic, an informed Mitrovic who has been a thorn in Wolves' side in, in seasons gone by. And I think um, dependent on whether Ollie's going to be available or not, I don't know about his current situation. I think he could be a big loss uh, just due to Nitro's size and strength and his physicality. Um, I think the way Fulham lost to Aston Villa recently and sort of fell apart a little bit um, will have dented their confidence because I think prior to that sort of game, they were um, they were on some good form. Um, you know, they'd, they'd picked up some good results. So I think that's sort of a bit of a leveller. Um, and I think Wolves sort of coming back into the game second half against West Ham will give their confidence. But I think ultimately they're going to sort of nullify each other and, and maybe a, a low scoring draw one is, is something that I'm, I'm predicting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I think it's, it's massively key that Wolves don't lose that game on Friday, but hopefully Nuno doesn't have that mentality that it draws the uh, the right way of going about it. I'm just going to quickly put you on the spot with a bit of a quick-fire quiz now. Um, who was your sort of favourite centre-back to work alongside during your spells at Wolves? Um, I think the one that I've probably got to pick out is Bar, just because the partnership we formed is probably some of the best football I've played in, in my career to date um, during that spell of, of League One uh, title winners and the, the following season, um, like you, you said before, when I managed to get player of the season, playing alongside him, I thought we complemented each other really well and, and that sort of um, was a good spell in my career in terms of uh, personal, um, sort of personal a bit, um, the way I played in, in that sort of era. Um, so I'd have to go with Danny, really. Sort of my personal performances on, on those seasons were some of the best I've had. Who would um, who'd be sort of a team that you would least like to have roomed with back in the day? Least like to have roomed with? Uh, probably either... George Ella Kobe or Connor Cody, just because they never stop talking and they're so loud. I like to just chill out on an away trip and, and they uh, they would chew your ear off. Where'd you keep your chocolate in the fridge or the cupboard? Uh, anywhere out of arm's reach from the from the kids, really. Anywhere you can hide it. So uh, wherever is free, fridge or, fridge or cupboard, I'm... It doesn't really bother me, but um, yeah, as long as if they don't get it. Oh, I forgot you're a uh, top professional. You, you, you rarely have chocolate nowadays, do you? Of course, of course. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi? Who's your favourite? Um, uh, I'm probably uh, a Messi fan myself, just for his pure technical and ability his uh his god-given abilities second to none in my opinion 
It's a tough one. I, I, I seem to be the only person within the Wolves fan base who uh, thinks Cristiano Ronaldo is the better. I think I sort of talked Kevin Doyle into changing his mind in on the last episode purely because the fact that one of his points was you could put Cristiano Ronaldo centre-back for a team and he would still be probably a top-level professional. Whereas I don't think you could put Messi in a back four and it'd be the same, would it? Probably um, not, probably not. Rich, thanks for your time tonight. Really uh, appreciate you giving us your time and coming on. Hopefully we'll uh, see you back there, Molly, and you once um, we can actually get back there ourselves one day. And yeah, just thanks for, for coming on. No, no problem, thanks for having me. Hi, Richard here. Before you go back to hearing us dissect the latest Wolves news, some really shoehorn Simpsons references, a bit of 90s film action, of course, a bit of wrestling, um, I just want to do a quick shout out for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Now, they've done a fantastic job on the Wolves Fancast website, Wolves Fancast, please go check it out. But they're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. There's basically nothing they can't do marketing-wise, so make sure you check them out at pixelyetimedia.com and I'll let you get back to enjoying the show. There we go. Thanks to Richard Steerman for appearing on the tonight's show. Absolutely top guy. Um, hope he uh, carries on doing well for Huddersfield. Got the guys, uh, usual guys with me tonight, Jordan and Kim. Uh, let's get quickly straight into it. I don't think either of you on the podcast this week. Go out there, listen to it all out on the podcast. Uh, you usually find us on Wolves Fancast. Uh, Kim, what was your thoughts on the West Ham uh, performance the other night result? Um, quite honestly embarrassing defensively quite uh an absolutely awful performance that you wouldn't be you wouldn't even wish that upon your 10 year old son if he was playing in terms of the defense you know that first goal you know with Lingard yeah it was a great run but you know just bring him down so I can't really look past the the defensive performance personally you know we looked okay going forward but I think we, we've got to go back to a back five to shore up our, our defence. Agree with that, Jordan. Back five or... Uh, obviously, I, I think Willie, Willie Bolly's going to be out again on Friday. So, what's your, what's your thoughts? I, I think um, I, I've been a big advocate of playing four-two-three-one uh, moving forward, but I just don't think we've got the personnel for it. Um thing is, if you go to a back five, who do you play? Like, you know, I, I, I think... Um, Defensively, really naive and looking at been a good season for Wolves on the whole. But I think that Monday night for me just screamed. I thought we probably need, I probably, I thought we probably needed four or five players in the summer to refresh the, the squad. And watching that on Monday, you could argue we need seven or eight just to completely refresh it all and a few people going out. So, real disheartening performance for me, I thought. And uh, yeah, we were good going forward, but you give away schoolboy goals, you're never going to win in the Premier League. Not no sort of leniency towards the team with the amount of players that we had out and the chances that we missed that we you know if some butts could have, could have easily won that game on Monday. Maybe, but you've got to play the cards you dealt with now, haven't we? With thirty with thirty games into the Premier League season now, 
we're 15, well, where are we? 15th, 14th, wherever we are. We're on the page two anyway. It's not where we'd expect to be. And uh, look, this this Friday now against Fulham, I think it's just, it's, a, it's all of a sudden it's become a big game and it never, ever should be a big game in a million years, really. But we are where we are and we've got to, you know, we've got to treat it as a, as a big game and a must win. So, right, let's get straight to it. We, um, we've all had a look on the Ball Sports website. Where's your money come Friday night? Start with you, Kim. Well, I'm going to be positive. So, I'm going to go with a Wolves win. Both teams to score, because I can't see us keeping a clean sheet right now. Um, and Fabio to score at any time, just because I think his performance was really, really um, encouraging. Um, so there's no way that he's not going to start. I can't see. Um, so that's at eleven to one with Ball Sports. And but if you don't fancy Fabio to score, um, you can just bet on both teams to score and Wolves to win at six to one. Nice little five quid bet on there. Pays for an evening's takeaway. Bet responsibly as always. Jordan, where's your money at? Uh, I think for the first time in my podcast or fancast association history, when I've been asked for a prediction, I'm actually predicting us to lose the game. Not that I want that to happen, obviously. Um, I think there's a few factors in that defensively being a massive one. Um, and also the the sort of the resurgence and the red-hot form of Alexander Mitrovic. He got five goals for Serbia in uh, the international break, and he scored at the weekend as well. And any time we play, we, we tend to turn him into a prime video dropper. So, for me, I'm going Mitrovic first goal scorer at 11-2. to um, And I also believe that Fulham will win the game as well. So, I think Fulham and both teams to score at 9-2 is also a bet. So, not big odds, but unfortunately for us Wolves fans, what I see happening this Friday. Right, let's just quickly cast your minds back uh, earlier on in the season. Obviously, Pedro Neto got the winner at Molyneux. And I'm going with my usual one-pound, bet small, win massive uh, tip. If you remember, in the first half, Nelson Semedo had a really good chance, which Ariola pulled off a great save. I'm going for Nelson Semedo to finally break his duck on Friday night. First goal scorer, Wolves to win 2-0, 260 to 1. One-pound bet, bet small, win big. That's how we do it here on the FanCast. Like... I was uh, quite happy with my tips last week uh, in our fancast um, pre-match F- FPL tips. I went with Diogo Jota, captain. Um, good score for him. He, he would have even got more if he'd started. So I'm, I'm happy with that pick. Um, I think you went Kane, didn't you, Kim? I did. And again, what a great pick by me. And Lingard, cool. obviously. Yeah, it was a nice safe bet, like I said. Um what about you, Jordan? What was your tip last week? You got Kane as well? No, Son. So that went well, didn't it? <laughs> Son's crying. Yeah, <laughs> nice solid two-pointer from Son. Lovely. So yeah, Kim had a good week out of the three of us. Um, again, I think she's just outside the top ten in the, in the FanCast League. Um, where's your sort of tips this week? Who's your, who's your captain suggestion? Who's your differential? Um, well, there's two for me this week. The first one, now don't laugh, but Alexandra Lac- Lacazette. Now, 
I know Arsenal haven't been great, but in terms of fixtures coming up, he's got Sheffield United, Fulham, Newcastle and West Brom. So he's my sort of out there pick. And then I've got a one-week punt, who is Raheem Sterling, because he didn't start or feature at all in the Champions League last night. Um, obviously playing Leeds, who can't defend at all. And I think Raheem Sterling on the break against Leeds could be a good captaincy option. Now, I'm not saying long-term, because it might just be a one-week punt for me, but looks good for this, this game week. I think he did score in the reverse fixture as well, if I'm right, Ellen Rouse. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, there's a gamble behind it always when picking a Man City player, but there's definitely um, theory behind the madness. What about you, um, Jordan? Who's your captain? And then we'll come back to Kim for the differential. Oh, did, was, was Raheem the differential? He was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, they both are, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're uh, of, um, your, your, your cheap purchase this week to bring in. Um. Well, for me, I'm looking at. I'm looking at Liverpool, um, to be honest with you. So, I think that if you want a cheap purchase, because Villa without Grealish are looking a bit toothless, I think you could bring in someone like Nathaniel Phillips, to be honest with you. And Matt, you may or may not get a clean sheet on that. Um, my captain for this week is a little bit boring, but I am going for Mo Salah. I think that Liverpool, especially after the game against Real Madrid. They've got it all to do now in the second leg. I think the best chance of getting the Champions League might actually be the league now. So I'm going Mo Salah captain. Um, I don't think that Villa team without Grealish are, are much cop. So I do expect them to get on the home, uh, on the score sheet, especially at home. A little differential for me this week. And for people who know my, my fantasy team and my friends will be laughing. I sort of took a punt a while back on a the Burnley, having a triple Burnley defence and they've not kept a clean sheet for five weeks. And I've been punished desperately for it. But they've got Newcastle at home this week. So Pope, Loughton, Tarkowski, they're in my team, they're my differential and they're going to get 28 points. What about, not, what about double walls defence with our fixtures coming up? Aren't you considering that? Um, I think April the 1st was last week. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just said Nelson Semedo first goal saw us, so there's your differential for bringing in a defender. Um, obviously, I think he's around the 5.6 million mark around there. Clean sheet, he's going to get that first goal. You've got 260 pounds in your bank if you stick with my tip. My captain this week, and you'll be surprised to know it's Diogo Jota again. It's at home to Villa, cheap in midfield. If you haven't got him, now's the time to get him. He is the new Bruno Fernandes in the FPL this season. Get him while he's cheap. Guaranteed points. He's the one to uh, to go with. As always, guys, thanks for your time. Um, unless you've got anything else you want to say? No, nothing for me. Up the walls and hopefully I'm completely wrong and we get the three points. Three nil walls. Going against all my tips in the previous ten minutes. Get yourself on Ball Sports. Nelson Samid, our first goal scorer. Ball's 2-0, 261. Get yourself on the Ball website and see how much you can get for 3-0 as well. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the support. Keep following the fancast and we'll see you next week to, for the Sheffield United game, I believe. Yeah. Say goodbye, guys. See ya. <laughs>